Hey everyone, it's me, Gary. Let's see, what's been happening on the Adventure Zone graduation? Well, the Fairbulk had been forgetting a bunch of stuff and he couldn't remember why, because that's how forgetting works. So, the Thundermen went and confronted Higglemiss, Wig, and Staff, and it turns out Higglemiss and the Fearbulk had been working together to obtain items to cure Higglemiss's brother, Hieronymus, who had been turned into a dog and had been replaced by a mysterious fake Hieronymus. Ooh! Well, this was the night before a real-world assignment, so the boys are about to head out to go help some centaurs with an apple, but they're worried that Althea Song, the Heroic Oversight Guild investigator, might have been able to hear their entire conversation using the listening bug she gave to the fear bulk. So, let's see how this all plays out, shall we? Despite the shocking revelations of the night before, you woke the morning of your assignment feeling well-rested and refreshed. Your muscles and mind feel like they are stronger than ever and ready to face any challenge. You've leveled up. Oh, okay. <laughs> that, that, I was yeah. about to say. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Now you feel great. You know, you've, you've been lifting and doing math and you're like, wow, I think I could lift and do more it, math today. It was leg day in my dreams. And so now you're ready to level up. You're all level yes. five now. Super. You're becoming uh, beefy boys. Glad to be here. Boy, uh, my mind is so keen now. It's become uh, slightly keener because I Tell me about up it, in stud. Uh, I actually took a sorcerer level. Okay. Uh, so now I'm barbarian three, sorcerer two. Uh, sorcerer kind of pops off at three. Uh, but two is where you start to get some of the flavor that makes it different from a wizard, uh, which is I have gotten sorcery points, which is another resource that I can use to, at later levels, kind of add some flavor to my spells. Uh, whether it's like, uh, like, uh, there's like a twin spell option where I can aim it at two different people, or there's a... a, a caution ability where I can like weave it around... Like friendly party members, uh, so, but so right, basically, a sorcerer is like a more skilled caster than a wizard, right? Uh, yeah, it's a it's called meta magic. These these abilities. Um, there's so there's I mean, not skilled in that. Like my spell book is way more limited than than a wizard's, but I can do right. sort of different stuff to it. Right now, though, I don't Accurate. have a, I right. I don't have meta magic right now, though. Right now, I just have what is called font of magic, which lets me basically convert my spell slots into sorcery points and vice versa. So. Oh. Uh, that's going to come in handy, you know, once I am able to spend it on more stuff. But right now, basically, I just got more spells. And because of this, like a lot more spell slots. What about you, Bargo? Um, Kind of nothing as big and sweeping as that. Um, got plus three to proficiency bonus. Oh, wow. Um, 
My acrobatics has gone up to plus 10, and my stealth has gone up to plus 10. No way. It can't go yeah. any higher than that, right? Surely that must be the highest. Oh, I don't know. We'll see. Um, you have uh, just and, become like a, a flipping shadow. And, and sneak attack now is 3d6 damage, not just 2d6 damage. Ooh, um, look at you. But, but the thing I'm really excited about is uh, at level 5, the rogue gets uh, an ability called Uncanny Dodge. Mm-hmm. Which means once per turn, when an attacker you can see hits you with an attack, you use your reaction and the attack damage is cut in half. Oh, that's pretty good too. Excellent. Well, uh, since I have, since I'm a weaning in hit points, that'll come in very handy. Ah, but so finesseful, a word I've so just made up. F- I'm finicious. There you go. Uh, what about you, Fearbog? Fucking nothing, dude. <laughs> <laughs> So whack. I don't get anything. Got you some, don't get anything. I can like learn a couple of new spells, but other than that, jack shit. Are they fun new spells, Justin? No, I got boring ones to make like your what? show worse. What? Like what? <laughs> like, what? like prolonged I, farts. No, like <laughs> like um uh super listening. Not hearing, super listening. <laughs> I, I that makes very, you a good conversationalist, right? I'm a, I got hyperactive listening. It, like I'm a, I, the person knows I'm like super dialed in. Oh, you receipt can hear find, too much. I got receipt finding. It's a, I summon an orb that helps you find a receipt that I lost. <laughs> I think we should. I think we should level up twice so Justin gets fun stuff. I don't. I don't need your charity. Well, maybe we'll just make Justin six. I yeah, don't. and all what of if us. just Justin is sick? Mm-hmm. I I spend a lot of time leveling up to five. I don't need the pressure of, of on the fly deciding if I'm going to be I my I don't know fucking Church of the Moon Goddess or whatever sure. dumb every stuff se- druids do. Every scene, me and Fearbolg are going to do fifty push-ups to try yep. and really juice it up to level six as fast as possible. Argo, you can get on this if you want. You seem to have uh, really prospered in the last level up, and you know you're already cut. You know. Yeah, I mean, look at this. Look, I'm flexing right now. I'm looking. I see it in my mind. And it looks good. Yeah. Woo. After receiving the details of your assignment, but before heading out, you had a chance to collect your items from the bursar, the cloak, pocket Gary, the glue, etc. And you stopped by Barnes and Nobles to do some quick shopping. Uh, Once again, you have been extended a line of credit for 200 gold pieces. uh, And I have sent you a new shopping list. Uh, of things to choose from. So did anything stand out? Anything you guys uh, had your eye on? I can start. Please. Yeah. Um, maybe we should take turns, actually, but picking up items, so in case, so nobody, like, yoinks all the things that the other people want to get. Yeah. That's, yes, that's a good point. Uh, I will, uh, since I'm the oldest, sorry, Dad, uh, I will, <laughs> <laughs> I will uh, take the navigational yarn. Okay, the it's navigational- a very good item that I think personally is probably underpriced in the thing in the dark things I'm going to use it for, and you're deeply going to regret selling it to me for the fifty gold pieces that you've agreed to. That old chestnut. Uh, so the uh, navigational yarn was crafted on a loom of fate by Fiona Carvanes. Uh, and it's a magical ball of golden yarn that helps the user find their way. The user simply holds onto the end of the string, tells the yarn where they're going, and drops the ball while holding onto the string. The ball of yarn will spe- speedily roll in the intended direction, leaving a trail for the user to follow. Once said location is reached, the yarn will coil itself back into a ball. The yarn can be used once per day. 
The yarn cannot be cut, but it can be tangled. If tangled, it cannot be used until it gets untangled. If the user is trying to reach a location that is hidden, hidden magically, has no entrance, doesn't exist, or is in another dimension, the yarn will zigzag around the area until it is tangled. I will also say um, that uh, this before you buy it. I am going to limit its use to like concrete locations. Like you could say, take me to that cave, but you could not say like, take me to wherever the treasure is hidden. Got it. It has to be a geographical location that one could put a thumbtack in on a map. Correct. Fair. Okay. But not necessarily a place you've been to before, right? Correct. Uh, Justin snatched up the uh, tool I wanted, which was the navigational yarn. That was top of my list, but that's fine because I'm going to continue my dream. Wait, hold on. Sorry. Like Gilly? Like Gilly from... uh, Gilly. I love that. (laughs) Sorry. <laughs> Topical. I'm going to continue my dream of becoming a sort of in-game Pokemon master by uh-huh. uh, by snatching up the Trapper Keepers, which oh. is small enough to fit in a satchel. This box can contain a creature up to size small. Um, now, so I'm is surprised because yeah. I was sure you were going to go with the Early Bird 5000 created by Jordan Noel. All you have to do is put on this thick leather gauntlet and a spectral blackbird will be summoned to you, bringing one item to your aid. The item's usefulness is determined by a skill check of the DM's choosing. One use per day. On a one, the bird becomes disgusted and will not return. I'll make you a deal. I will actually buy that if the bird can be Leon. Huh. Okay, yeah. I don't know what that... We may have to narratively figure out why Leon would answer to my beck and call to this magic glove. Uh, Maybe it'll take some tweaking of the copy here, but... The idea of Leon being becoming my avian squire is very exciting to me uh, from a, a gameplay and a, a story perspective. So how about this? We'll make the copy that instead of a spectral blackbird, it's like you can pair it with a with a uh, bird of your choosing. And you okay. have paired it so that you can signal Leon, because I think that that is a cool mechanic. The first time I use it, though, I check with Leon like, are you good? Are you good with this? I don't want to insult you, but do you like crackers? Do you like crackers? I don't. I don't know if you liked them in life. Okay, that's yes. That's bird for yes. Okay. Well, then you I'm want to hear bird for no. Yeah. This is taking too long. <laughs> Just okay, buy it at the store. I'm, okay. I'm summoning the listener's voice now. This is taking too long. You're still at the store. Fair enough. Clint, your turn. And keeping with the tradition of paying it forward to steal whatever the thing is the next guy wanted, because I really wanted that bird. Um, I'm going to actually make a logical choice. Ooh, and weird. And Wait, get, hold on. Let me brace myself. I know. I want to get the Slapsidian. Ooh, I thought you'd like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an obsidian blade with a beautiful onyx gem and its hilt woven together by a powerful enchantress. When the wielder hits their wrists with the... That flat of the blade, it will wrap itself around, uh, resembling an ornate bracelet. The weapon counts as a dagger for proficiency, rogue, and offers an additional plus one to hit and deals damage. Two d four plus dexterity modifier, and that was of course forged by uh, the arcane blacksmith Jake Zelasco. Yeah, Jake Zelasco. And since I figure we'll do this like um, like a snake draft. Oh yeah, we'll do yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Snake. Okay, then I also want to also want to get the monocle of misdirection. Uh, Dan Kerrigan sent that in the last one. Once per day, you may use this item to gain advantage on deception and insight checks 
requires a tuning. So that's you can't make us start caring about a tuning now, Dan. <laughs> Good try, Dan. <laughs> nice try, Dan. Trying to make us care about only having a certain number of magic items that we can use at one time. This is the adventure zone. We are on two gods. So All that right. brings me up to 175. So I will donate my other 25 to the community pool if you guys need another 25. Okay. Uh, so Griffin, you're up. I mean, I'm, that was all of my money. If I can use that 25, I don't know, man. We need more glue? Well, you could get a, a piece of E and the Imps artisanal cheese. No, uh, I'm a, lactose a piece intolerant. Of, oh, a piece of artisanal cheese made by the reformed imp, Ian. It tastes delicious because he is a natural in the art of cheese. It is lightly touched with demonic energy. Consuming the cheese gives its user 1d8 plus 3 temporary hit points, as well as a warm feeling in their heart. Uh, and that is, of course, uh, delivered by the supplier, Kyle McElwraith Black. Thanks, Kyle, but I don't want that. I'll be taking an ink eraser, which erases ink from scrolls, paper, etc. by storing it in the eraser, and it can reveal hidden messages with a perception check in walls or stones or wherever by using the eraser on the area of choice, releasing the ink it has stored in the eraser. Cool. That's from Felix. Thanks, uh, Felix. That is, now, uh, it's up to you, Justin. Uh, yeah, I want the pocket watch of second chances. Okay. That's yeah. from Jin Holub. Uh, it's a pocket watch once per long rest. It can be rewound to provide any creature with one use of indomitable, um, which is a trait that lets you reroll a saving throw. Perfect. Any money left, anybody? Uh, hold on. I believe, yes. I want to use that last 50 I have on. Oh, man, I had it. Um, the Jar of Bees? The Jar of Bees. Yes, thank you. Yes. Jar of, jar of Bees, created by Ivan Albert. Uh, a clear glass jar labeled Bees. When opened or broken, it will release a swarm of insects. Bees, which attack the nearest creature. It's a Jar of Bees. I love it. <laughs> Extremely okay. good. Okay. Now, make sure that you have taken detailed notes on all of your new items uh, so that we definitely don't forget them. Um... Cool, cool, cool. Great. Kale, the professor in charge of placement and real-world assignments, gave you this briefing before you left. In the dead center of the great southern meadow grows an apple tree. Its trunk is gnarled and gray, but its leaves are a most perfect green. Too perfect, in fact. Every single leaf is exactly the same size, shape, and color. The effect is at once beautiful and unsettling. Once a year, this tree yields only two fruits, two perfect apples that are exactly half ruby red and half gold. The tree is surrounded by a magical barrier created by two herds of centaurs to make sure the fruit remains untouched. At the appointed time of harvest, the two herds make their way from their respected homes, when both parties are present, they use their combined magics to lower the barrier and collect the fruit. The centaurs of the valley believe that by splitting the apple perfectly along the red and gold divide, they can read the future in the shape and placement of the seeds. The centaurs of the woods believe that by burning the apple in a ceremonial fire, they will please the spirit of the scarlet woods and have bountiful hunts and protection for another year. When the two herds meet, it is tense but without conflict. It has been this way for as long as anyone can remember. This year, however, for the first time in recorded history, 
the tree has produced only one apple. The centaurs of the valley feel that they are the ones who need the apple most. Without it, they, be they believe that they cannot prepare for the changing of the seasons and their survival is uncertain. The centaurs of the woods believe the apple should be theirs, lest the spirit become enraged and drive them from their home. This assignment is meant to teach you that being a villain or hero is not always black and white. One person's champion is another's malefactor. Fitzroy and party, you will be on the side of the centaurs of the Scarlet Woods. Rhodes the Ranger, along with Mimi the Gnome, and another sidekick you have not met named Moon, are on the side of the centaurs of the valley. However you choose to handle the situation is up to you. Whether it ends in peace or bloodshed, your goal is to make sure your side feels satisfied with the outcome. Fat chance of that in this particular scenario. Because we're going to get that apple and turn it into whatever kind of magic applesauce our boy Higglemas needs. Now, you are on your way to meet Malwin the Strong, the leader of the centaurs of the Scarlet Woods. For the majority of the trip, you rode horses rented for you by the school. However, you were told to be sure to dismount the last town before the Great Southern Meadow and to leave the horses there, lest you offend the centaurs. You are now Which walking. half? The horse half, Dad. They're okay. the same. They're not. It's not cat dog, Dad. I Listen, before we get there, I need you to understand that centaurs are not cat dog. There is not a human <laughs> half and a horse half with two different brains. They are of one mind, Father. You get that, right? I've seen the Geico commercials with the guy who's half motorcycle. So, yeah, so I get the concept. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I get that, too. And the, I like the pig one where he cries wee, wee, wee all the way home. We had a baby. It's a boy. They're all <laughs> Now, good, where was I? You are now walking the remaining two miles. It appears you have some time on your hands, so uh, now might be the perfect time for a little scheming and discussion. Uh, but we can't miles. scheme. We can't scheme in front of the Furbolg. Yes, I am going to insist that if you guys want to scheme, I thought this would be fun. <laughs> if you guys want to scheme, you have to. Do it out of earshot, and I will literally take my headphones off. Oh Maybe, yeah, that is fun. Or or you could just like give the fearball like some ear, ear, like earplugs and take the headphones off. I like he could stay with you, leave him I, in sight. I mean, I don't have to go that far, but sure, Trav, whatever fantasy bullshit you want to say. <laughs> okay, uh, Justin, how about uh, I will text you whenever they need you back? Okay. Uh, what do you before you go, Justin? What do you physically do? Like, what is Fearball doing to not hear? He's this? um uh just uh putting his fingers in his ears and singing a a old Fearball song. <laughs> is I have it a body. Dice, I have a dice no. set. We could probably jam some dice in there. Does that sound good? Yeah, I mean, we don't really have to game this out too much. Well, I mean, I was it's just, it's I was easy to fictionally not hear stuff. Well, yeah. I was looking at my inventory for stuff that we could use as earplugs. And Justin, I'm sorry, all I got is the dice set. So are you okay with dice in there? Or <laughs> Oh, just put some dice in there. Fine. Okay. Yeah, oh well, yeah, it's a perfect. You got cube-shaped sort of ear ear cone situation in there. So it's, it's, okay, it's a great, great fit. Are you guys going to scheme? Yeah, let's start Yeah, scheme. we're okay. going to scheme. Right, I'm taking my headphones off. <sighs> I can't uh, hear you, but I'll, I'll interject stuff from time to time. You know yeah. you can never use those dice again, right? Um, yeah, are we in character? Because that's not what you sound like. Well, I know, but I... 
<laughs> All right. So is there any way possible for us to pull this off and make everybody happy? I mean, help the guys, the Woods guys get the apple, but still take the apple without them knowing? There's really no way, is there? Well, uh, from what I understand, they want to sacrifice it to appease some sort of spirit. So we have lots of options available to us. Um some more villainous than others. Like, you know, I could pull a pretty cool trick on them, making them think they have the apple, but really it's, uh, you know, a pine cone that I've done a magic trick on. But right. as soon as I get out a sort of, like, you know, earshot of them, it is going to turn back into a pine cone, and then they will be very cross, I imagine. Could we convince... The, the, the uh, Wiganstaff said that them not getting the apple was not really going to hurt them, right? He said there was... I mean, it's all theological in 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 nature right i would deign to sort of shit all over their sort of belief system if that's what you're getting at argo well no i'm just saying they won't really suffer any harm if we take the apple right i mean i mean it i guess so i guess so it depends what you mean by harm it's not a great thing to take the apple from them but it sounds like it's for the greater good so we're we we get in that apple could we steal it and then substitute something for it and maybe convince them that whatever we give them is better than the apple? I, I mean, you're on my sort of pine cone wavelength right now, yeah. which I appreciate. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's going to it's going to I imagine it's going to be something like that. Or uh, maybe we kill the spirit of the forest. I doubt they're going to enjoy that from a just sort of firmly oh, perspective. Fur- Furby is not going to let us do that anyway. Well, he doesn't yeah. need to know. Um, well, if he's, I mean, him knowing about it ahead of the fact, but if we kill the spirit of the forest and he's there, he'll know, right? He'll, he will know. Okay. I don't think we possess enough information to come up with a perfect scheme right now. So let's sidebar this. You keep an eye out for sort of apple-shaped pine cones, though, while right. in the meantime. Okay. Sounds good. You hear a rustle behind you from some brush at the edge of the path and a polite throat clearing. <clears throat> And a satyr steps into the clearing with one hand raised in a diffident wave. Ah, uh, ex- ex- excuse me. Excuse what? me, gentlemen. What? Oh, sorry. Hold, hold. Can you wait like two seconds? Oh, yes, of course. Of course. I got to get some dice out of this guy's ears. And it yes, may take a yes. bit. Mm-hmm. What are we talking about? Furby, hold on. No, it's okay. Everything what? is okay. It's okay. It's okay. Let I him, let him p- help you with the ears. Plug up your nose for me and try to breathe out. Because <laughs> we need some pressure. This is improved. <laughs> I do not think these dice will be usable again. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and use uh, a, a handkerchief. And I'm just going to set these on the ground and I'll get a new dice set. This is wise. Uh, so yes, wow. so, yes. What was your what was your thing? Oh yes, sorry to trouble you. It's just I oh am just a lowly, hungry satyr who has fallen on hard times. Uh, might you be able to spare any food or, or coin? You seem like such fancy gentlemen. I thank you. Could um, you spare a coin? Can I spare? Sure. Can I spare an insight check to see what can. his deal is? Uh, that is a nine plus jack shit. Uh, you you you, un, you are unsure of his motivations. He seems sincere to you. 
Okay. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, I got some combos or something for the road, some road snacks. What do you like? What's your, what's your preference? Oh, it, uh, just some food and perhaps a coin for a shelter over my head just for one night. I have berries. He's got berries. Mm. And maybe you could find a nice tree, hang out under a tree. We're very big into trees. Oh, but it's a, a fun- warm bed would do my old satyr bones well. Do we have money? As far as I know, I had 200 gold pieces in the world, and I spent them on bees and yarn. So I had, seems I like had 25 left. Yeah. I spent Didn't 25. I ha- I spent oh, that's 25. right. You did. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I got some rations for you. I throw them some rations from my pack. Mm, Make sure you mark down how many rations you have now so we can be sure. I think that was my only that. rations. Mm, this is lovely, thank you. And while you're at it, I'll also take your cloak and any jewelry you have or, you know, just mm. anything of oh. value, please. Oh my goodness, uh, are we being robbed? Oh, this is not fun. He draws uh, a, a short sword from behind his back and levels it at the three of you. I mean, we've all got weapons. So what do you do? I mean, we... I don't want to get robbed, right? I don't understand what is happening. Oh. He needs... He needs what we have. Um, we should give freely then. Huh? I don't... Do you... Sorry. Hey. Yes? Um, do you need this stuff, or is this like a you want this stuff? Uh, oh, that's so hard. It's so hard to determine the difference. I, are you, let's put it this are way. You actu- I'm going to take this stuff. Right, but are you actually poor and in need, or is this like a, like a, you just sort of want the money, so you're taking it with a sword? You know, like a loaf of bread for your family, that kind right. of thing. that's great. Yeah, are you like a Jean Valjean type, or are you just sort of a yeah. dastard? Okay, well, this has gone on long enough, and he whistles, uh, and I need all three of you to make a dexterity saving throw, please. But my children played with my dice. Oh, no. <laughs> no, it's okay. Uh, is, this an effect, is this an effect I can see, Travis? No. Oh, okay, well, then it's a 12. Okay. 18 plus 7. That's 25. Christ alive. Uh, sorry, what was the check? Dexterity Dex. saving throw? Uh, yes, that will be a uh, 14 plus 2, 16. Okay, great. Um, so uh, after he whistles, uh, what you had taken to be a tree in the shadowy darkness moves and a large boulder comes smashing down. Uh, luckily, all three of you are able to dive out of the way, but you... Uh, Fitz, you are now prone. Okay. Um, but the other two of you were able to dodge out of the way as an ogre uh, tromps loudly into uh, the clearing. And I need all three of you to make, uh, to roll for initiative. Uh, I critted on my initiative. Oh! It's a 22. Um, 18 plus... Six, that is 24. 18 for me, please. Thank you. Damn, these were some good initiative rolls. Okay. Uh, Since 
fits critted. I'm going to have him go first. I've decided as a bonus for the critting. And then Argo. And then the Seder. And then Fearbog. And then Ogre. Okay, Fitz, you are up. So you have uh, the Seder in front of you on one side of you and the Ogre on the other. Uh, so they are flanking you, sandwiching you, if you will. Uh, okay. Um, I'm going to, uh, I guess, use my move action to stand up as I was prone. Uh, and as badly as I want to go into a rage, uh, I think I hold that shit down and I say, just, I guess, team meeting real quick. Next time somebody says they're robbing us, less deliberation, a little more action. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just, yeah. This is Lesson fair. learned, you know? You can't make an omelet. Uh, and I hurl a chromatic orb uh, at the satyr, uh, thinking very carefully, what would a satyr not like? Um, is, he, is he dressed well, or is he like sort of a pan type, you know, nude from the waist up? Uh, yeah, he's like a pan type. Okay, then I'm assuming he won't like being very cold, so I'm going to throw an orb of uh, icy goodness uh, right at him. Uh, that is a 19 plus 6, uh, 25. Oh, yes, that definitely hits. Yeah, that's good stuff. Uh, so that's 3d8 ice damage. Woo, now. boy! 3. Uh, 10. Uh, 12. 12 ice damage. Pretty good. Urgh. Every time I cast a spell, I roll to see if I do my uh, my my freak out uh, thing that happens because of my wild magic, and it hasn't happened yet. Okay. Uh, so, up next is Argo. Hmm. Well, um, <clears throat> I think dual attack with the uh, rapier. And um, and uh, Florens. Okay, who are you attacking? I'm going to attack the uh, the Seder. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> so that is a ten plus seven. That's seventeen. That hits. And the rapier has one D eight plus four. That is a seven plus four. Do I also roll for for four as yeah, well? You have to roll again. Okay, two separate attacks. Okay, that also is a ten plus seven, so that's seventeen, and. Uh, that's a one plus three, so that would be four. Well, you don't get the plus three. You don't get the additional <laughs> okay. on, on your second attack. So just a one. Yep. He is looking rough. Uh, plus four. I'm sorry. So it's five altogether. No, you don't. No, you, so don't. You, don't get, you don't get the additional bonus on your second attack. You just get the dice. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's yeah. how bonus attack or second attack works. So uh, he is looking rough, but it is his turn now. And he is going to, he is going to uh, swing that uh, weapon attack, the short sword, at you, Argonaut. 
And that's a 19 plus 5, 24. Yeah, that hits. Yeah, I, I suspected that that might be the case. Um, <coughs> And then let me roll for my damage. Okay. That's a three plus three, six piercing damage, Argo. I'm going to use that new uh, escape ability. Go for okay, it. Use reaction to have the attack's damage. So yep. it's three. Okay, oh. three. Wow, you can just do that whenever? Well, yeah, once dude. per turn. You have to use your reaction, which you only get one of per okay. round. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, so up next is... Oh, and then the satyr is going to move away from you to try to get uh, out of reach of a sword. So he's going to move about 20 feet away. Wouldn't he take a, uh, an opportunity attack for doing that, Travis? Yes, Griffin, he would. And he takes an opportunity attack from, we'll say Argo, since he's the one he just engaged with. So what do I do? You're just going to make a straight up and down attack with, you know, your rapier or Florence or whatever. Okay. Uh, nine plus seven, 16. That hits. And- 1d8 plus 4, that is a 6 plus 4, that's 10. Well, he attempts to sprint away to move to safety, and you skewer him, and he falls dead. You give us your cloak. He's dead. <sighs> Take his cloak. Uh, is, this our first, is this our first murder murder? Did I he mean, have a weapon? A, yeah, I mean, he yes, short he, sword, stab, yeah. he stabbed you. I'm going to take it. I'm stealing it. Well, we got the okay. ogres. Okay, yes. There'll be plenty of time the for The ogres is like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, my. Wait, that's my sword. I gave it him for birthday. Well, come and take it. Okay. <laughs> but it's the fear oh. side. Uh, I'm going to cast... Uh... Is an ogre humanoid? Yes. Uh, it is... A large giant. So who? Do, so all right. Now walk me through positioning. So uh, it was the satyr on one side. You guys lined up on the road in between him and the ogre. But now uh, with the satyr dead, it's the ogre and the three of you along the road facing him. So you're all side by side facing him. Okay, I'm gonna cast um, charm person uh, on the ogre. Okay. And you have to make a wisdom saving throw. Well, this might surprise you. That's not his strong suit. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is... <laughs> Unless a four beats it. No, it does not. <laughs> so what's the result of Charm Person? Um, it's uh, regarded to me as a friendly acquaintance. Oh... It's so good to see. Wait, that's not his voice. It's good to see you. I wish no more bloodshed. Oh, but blue one killed Sater, friend. This was unfortunate. But we were threatened, you understand. I do understand, but still mad. And if honest... Sad. What 
What is your name? Ogre. Ogre. Why do you pursue this life of crime? Oh. Don't uh, don't you know that shrinkage can be incredibly damaging to any small business? We have laws prevention measures enabled, such as killing that saker. <laughs> but why crime? Why not uh, take this entrepreneurial spirit and start your own small business? Ogre like hurt things. Mm, there could be market for this. Oh? Yes. Um, perhaps a Taibo class. <laughs> um, perhaps sparring and training others to punch. Oh. Exterminator. Try exterminator. Yes, exterminate small rodents. Could Ogre exterminate big things? This is a more specialized market, <laughs> so you must understand the demand for these services and how the market's needs are being met. If you want to sell exterminating big things, I think you might have to go on to the dark, Gary, um, which oh. we, ca- we have ways of, of navigating dark, Gary. Dark, uh, Gary, get too dark for Ogre. Oh, you're telling me, yeah. Get um, weird on there. In the meantime, uh, we must be on our way. But thank you for uh, being so pleasant. Is it okay with you if Ogre eats Seder body? Hmm. Let me think on the morality of this <laughs> for a moment. Uh, Waste not, want not, I suppose. Okay. Do we have to watch, or can we turn? I would like to not watch. I would also like to not watch It's up to you. Ogre don't need audience. Fitz, do we have cards? Do we have Thunderman business cards? You could leave one with this this fellow, you know, like for a reference. I I, let me take you aside. This is spell. (laughs) Oh! (laughs) When it wears off, uh, I do not want to give him a great means to get in touch. (laughs) This... We, there will not be a follow-up interview to this networking <laughs> session. Uh. Got it. Uh, yeah, yeah. Just look us up. Look us up on um, Fantasy LinkedIn, I guess. And good luck with all your enterprises. And how long does this spell last? We got like fifty-five minutes left. Oh, that's plenty of time. Um, but anyway, if you could, if you wouldn't mind after you eat him, just uh, sort of walking in the opposite direction that we walk, just to give us as much of an advantage as possible. Ogre head towards town. Oh God, actually, um, maybe just sit right down. Really make a meal of your f- old friend here. What do you say? Okay. And leave a nice fantasy Yelp review on how he was. On how eating my best friend was. <laughs> what do you? Th- can we step, Dad? What do you think Yelp is? <laughs> Where you review the flavor of your best friend <laughs> as they yelp for and for mercy, right? Uh, so I guess you guys are probably heading on down the road. Hell yeah, yeah with the sound of there. gross crunching and squelching going on behind you. Uh, thanks for the sword. Oh, oh, yeah, <laughs> it's fine, it's just a regular sword.
We have an aura frame here at our house, and we primarily use it to show pictures of our kids and the fun stuff that we do. And my favorite thing about it is that it's so easy to upload pictures on that as soon as we get home from doing something fun, we just immediately put the pictures up there so we don't forget to do it. You know, because I, I've tried, we try to do picture frames and stuff in the past, and then we never remember to put them on. But with Aura, it's so easy to load it up that it has become kind of a, a digital scrapbook more than anything else. So if you have been looking to get the pictures that are trapped in your phone and set them free in a way that other people can see them, might I recommend Aura Frames. They're stylish, they're easy to use, you're gonna love it. And it was named the number one digital picture frame by Wirecutter, and for a good reason. It's so easy to set up, and they have different frame options, all kinds. And the best part is it comes with unlimited storage. So, right now you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frames with code ADVENTURE. That's A-U-R-A, frames.com, promo code ADVENTURE. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it's me, the internet's Travis McRoy. Yes, that's right, powerful influencer, Travis McRoy. You know, people are always asking me, Travis... How did you become such a powerful influencer in the world? Well, I'll let you in on my secret. It's Squarespace. Yes, that's right. Squarespace, the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. You can stand out with a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything. Your products, content you create, or even your time. What? What influencer doesn't do that? I ask you. I'll wait. That's right. None of them. They all do that, and you can do it with Squarespace. Okay, here's uh, just as an aside. You can also use Squarespace even if you're uh, not an influencer, um, and even if the idea of being an influencer uh, makes you throw up a little bit in your mouth, don't worry, Squarespace is still useful. With Fluid Engine, a next-generation website design system from Squarespace, it's never been easier for anyone to unlock unbreakable creativity. With Fluid Engine, a next-generation website design system from Squarespace, it's never been easier for anyone to unlock unbreakable creativity. Start with the best-in-class website template and customize every design detail with reimagined drag-and-drop technology for desktop or mobile. With Squarespace scheduling, clients can quickly view your availability and book their own reservations, appointments, or classes, and you can sell products on an online store. Whether you sell physical or digital products, Squarespace has the tools for you. So go to squarespace.com adventure for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, use offer code ADVENTURE to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Chicago! We're coming to you. We're coming for you. We're coming at you. And we're also coming to C2E2. And we're doing live shows. All a bunch of stuff in April. April 24th, we're going to be doing My Brother, My Brother and Me, which is nearly sold out. And Taz, which is selling out fast. So do not wait. April 25th is Taz. April 24th is My Brother, My Brother and Me. April 26th through the 28th, we're doing C2E2. Schedule to be announced. You can get your C2E2 badges now, but you do not need a badge to attend the live shows. Tickets for those shows are on sale at bit.ly slash Tours. All the information is there. Go check it out. Also, we've got a newsletter in case you've been wondering what's the best way to keep up with our new tour dates and announcements and stuff like that, go to bit.ly slash newsletter. And of course, check out all the merch over at macroymerch.com. A lot of great stuff. Fungalore sticker pack, um, naming of the year poster. Uh, we've got the little sailor man pin and 10% of all proceeds this month go to the Foundation for Black Women's Wellness. So go check it out, macroymerch.com. And now back to the show.
as you head down, coming down the path, uh, and you've put some distance between you and the ogre at this point, you hear some hoofbeats uh, coming down, and uh, you think horses, but you're wrong. Occam, take that. It's a centaur. I would not think horses. Oh, you wouldn't? No, knowing that we're going to a sort of, we're on a sort of uh, primarily centaur-based adventure, I think I would, in this case, connect the dots. Okay, but then I can't make my Occam's Razor joke. You already did. You already did. Okay. Um, You are greeted by uh, Deanna, uh, who you know is Malwin the Strong's second in command, uh, who has come to greet you and lead you the rest of the way. Greetings! It is I, Deanna. Come with me, adventurers. Um... Yeah, yes, Deanna, we're uh, delighted. Thunderman LLC here, um, just three envoys from the school. You were expecting us, I hope? Yes, we were told that you would come and help guide us to success. We excel at that. Um, I just wanted to, just from the jump, kind of apologize for the many breaches of etiquette that we will sort of stumble into. Uh, what with our sort of nascent understanding of your culture, but I hope we we will do our best and uh, beg beg just so much forgiveness, so 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 much forgiveness. I'm sure it will be fine. We are not as uptight as the centaurs of the valley. (laughs) (laughs) Those people. (laughs) Malwin the Strong has sent me to both guide. And protect you. There have been brigands on the road, a satyr mm. and an ogre making trouble for travelers. Well, some good news on that front. Oh? <laughs> they, I've uh, pursued other opportunities. Okay. We killed one of them. And he, oh! Uh, he, yes, the ogre ate the satyr and... um. So n- there, I should fall. <laughs> there is decent chance ogre will still be problem. <laughs> yes, if I'm being honest, if I'd given the choice, I would have chosen you. Maybe killed the ogre, but you know, one or if the other. If you have any pressing travel, I would conduct it in the next fifty minutes. <laughs> okay. Uh, as we head back uh, towards camp, if you have any questions, uh, I am happy. To answer them to the best of my ability. So wishes Malwin the Strong. Well, would this be a good time to for us to see the the tree? To see the apple? I will lead you to the tree. This is where our camp is established. Oh, okay. Okay, good. We just have heard a lot about it and kind of wanted to scope yes, it out. Yes, it is the bit. mission you've been sent on, so I would hope that you've heard about it. Yes, thank you. Uh, can't wait to help y'all get that apple. Let's uh, let's 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 move on down the road. Yes, follow me, adventurers. Do you have any questions uh, that Deanna may attempt to answer for you? Can you sort of outline exactly what you need to use the apple for? We got the sort of bare bones, brass tacks stuff, but ah. um, yes, as you know, we centaurs of the woods. Hail from the Scarlet Woods. This is where we make our permanent home, where we return to when not on a hunt or a pilgrimage such as this. And so, once a year, 
we come here to the great southern meadow so that we may sacrifice this gold and ruby red apple to the spirits of the scarlet woods so that we may have successful hunts and mild weather. What is it about this apple that's so special? It is unique. It comes from this magical sacred tree. Nothing but the best and the most special for the spirit of the Scarlet Woods. Did you ever eat the apple? <gasps> we would never. Tis a sacred item, befit only for consumption by the spirit of the Scarlet Woods. Uh. Yes, Olmec. That's all great, but you gotta at least to, you have to have thought of eating the apple at some point, right? It's an okay, well, listen, who wouldn't it, dream of such an honor? But mm. we, we are not as important as the spirit of the Scarlet, of the Scarlet Woods. Wood. Yes, fantastic. yes. I, I, as a fruit fancier myself, uh, I understand completely. Oh, you subscribe to the magazine Fruit Fancy? Uh there's a magazine? <gasps> yes, and if you sign up using one of my codes, I will get a discount don't on do, next year's subscription. Bro, don't do it. Trust, trust me. Hot damn. No, I'd love it. No, are you kidding me? Oh, get a, a, a reduced rate on a magazine about fruit? Yeah, I'd love it. Um, tell me a little bit about the scarlet spirit of the woods. Well... The Scarlet, the Spirit of the Scarlet Spirit Woods. of the Scarlet Woods, yes. Oh, I do not know the Spirit, and no one knows the Spirit of the Scarlet Woods, and yet we see their workings in our everyday life, be it the gentle rain upon the leaf, or the stag who comes just as we are in need of nourishment, and thus we see the workings of the Spirit of the Scarlet Woods. So you don't actually see it eat the apple. No, we burn the apple in a ceremonial fire. Okay. Okay. There's something we can work. Uh, there's a lot there that sounds totally cool and sacred. And we would Indeed love to it help is. you. We would love to help you out with that. Um are we close or Oh, we have reached the encampment. Oh, look at that. And uh what you see before you is that uh very clearly uh, be it uh, marked by banners, you can see that there are two camps set up equidistant from the tree. Now, this tree, just as it was described in your briefing, is both stunning to look at, but also difficult um, because it is too perfect. It stands out uh, on the landscape uh, between the dark gray of the wood and the bright green of the leaf. It, in and of itself, seems to be at a contradiction. Um, and you can see that there is a circle set up around it with one camp on one side and the camp you have just approached on the other uh, with plenty of scarlet tree banners everywhere. Uh, and the other side has got a uh, sun rising behind a valley uh, bemarked on their banner. I don't know if bemarked is a word, but here we are. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's just, <laughs> just marked. Yeah, I think it's just marked, but bemarked on their banner. Now you should know, as you see, we have set up a guard, a sentinel, who keeps watch over the tree in shifts 24 hours a day. And across the way, you will see that those dastardly centaurs of the valley have done the same. And you may be wondering, and the answer is no. We have not been able to raise the barrier once more because we do not trust 
those centaurs of the valley, and they do not trust us. But I will let you know, since you are here on our side, we have set up a few magical tripwires to let us know if they approach the apple, though we fear that they may have done the same. Those dastardly centaurs of the valley! I mean, it's all a matter of perspective. You literally just said that you did the exact same thing. Mm. Yes, but our cause is just. They believe in seeing the future in the apple's core. We have the much more logical approach of feeding it to the spirit of the Scarlet Woods. Yeah, that's that's a uh, that makes I mean that makes a lot more sense to me. Um, and, and usually there's two apples, right? Usually two apples. We can each collect an apple and then go about our business. Do you uh, <clears throat> speak with them other times of the year? From time to time, we are forced to trade or uh, partner to fight off some larger threat. But mostly, we try to avoid any contact with those dastardly centaurs of the valley. Why Why do you talk like that? Mm. Hey, you go up on that last valley, that last syllable. That's that's kind of weird. You're really projecting. Why do like, you talk the way that you do? Maybe you are the one that is weird. Well, my kids make me, so you know <laughs> that's kind of the thing. Um, do you know why only one apple came this year? What what when there's who usually do you two? think we are? Those egghead scholars of the, of the valley, valley centaurs. Of the, of the valley centaurs. Yes, 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 yes. No, we believe in action and strength. That's the best idea I've heard all day. Let's get busy, because you are you make me ti- you make me tired to talk you see to you. A group approaching you from the opposite side, and you immediately recognize Rhodes the Ranger, Mimi the Gnome, and this uh, new sidekick uh, that you have not met yet, named Moon. And uh, they all three approach you. Uh, you know, not in like a th- just like a hey, what's up? Oh, you're here too. Cool, cool. So you see them approaching, and Rhodes says, well, here we are. Uh, are we sort of in competition with them? I mean... Yes. So the way that this, this circumstance is set up, there is uh, perhaps a way through that you could figure out where both sides were satisfied, but your goal is to just make sure that your side is satisfied. You right. know what I mean? So you can handle that however you wish. This is a very open-ended kind of thing where you are in competition, but you do not need, they do not need to lose for you to win is perhaps the way to think about it. Um, Hey, how's your side doing? Because ours is very uh, loud and kind of racist, I guess, a little bit against Valley Centaurs. Um, Kind of weird inflection. Yeah, I think it's more ste- like stereotypes. Yeah, they talk I mean, a lot over here about you guys, like this side being meatheads and stuff, mm. and they are also, let me say, very loud, very loud. Cool. Um, um, should we establish like some ground rules? What are you thinking? Well, maybe no like direct sabotage of each other. That we can agree to that, right? Uh, I'm going to do an insight check. Okay. On on their motivations. 
Um, that is a 14 plus 4, 18. Yeah, so you know Rhodes pretty well at this point. She's, you know, straightforward. She's a stand-up person. You guys have hung out multiple times. You've, you know, worked together on class assignments or anything. This seems pretty straightforward that she is just trying to establish some kind of baseline of, like, we have enough to deal with without having to, like, directly sabotage each other. Mm, okay. Uh, do you know, Rhodes, do you know uh, how they use, how your your folks use the Apple when when uh, they yeah, when in but, in better times when there's two of them what do they what do they actually do with their apple I I will be happy to answer that Argo but you did kind of not respond to my thing about not directly sabotaging each other so how about we address that first and then I'll start giving you information Well I won't sabotage you Okay cool I'm yeah, looking those, at you Fitz Yeah, yeah no cool. it's totally fine I'm not going to why why are you looking at me well, because he just answered, and I trust the fear book. Oh, yeah, no, I'm not going to sabotage you. I think that there's a there's a, a way out of this where the apple and what happens to it, wh- who it ends up with, ultimately, its its final fate is not even important, and we won't even pay attention to it. So, okay, uh, and you know, Mimi and Moon, you guys are down, right? And Mimi, they shake their head, and Moon, he shakes his head, yes. Uh, now, Moon. Uh, this is your first time seeing him. He He's a little bit on the smallish side, uh, a little pale. And, and I think the word you would use for him is sullen. His hair, you know, hangs down over his face and he's not really making a lot of eye contact. Not like shy or anything, but just kind of like staring at the ground. Is he new to the school, or have we like seen him? Uh, you have not seen him around, so you you believe that he is maybe a new transfer. Or he started this semester. Uh, that he he was definitely not there first semester. Okay. Uh, I introduce myself to him. Hey, by the way, we have not met. Uh, oh. I'm Sir Fitzroy Maplecourt, Knight in Absentia, to the realm of Goodcastle, and also uh, CEO of Thunderman LLC. And these are my associates, the Master Fearbolg and Argonaut Keen. Hi, it's a it's a pleasure to meet you. Thank you so much. But what did for is the matter, Moon? Oh, uh, nothing. I can respect this. Cool. So, uh, what's uh, what are y'all thinking? What's the plan of a uh, what's the plan oh, of attack? So, and Rhodes says, "Well, to answer your question, the, the apple they so you know it's and she points and you can see it. You can see it hanging on the tree, um, and it is perfectly half of it. Fifty percent of it is a perfect ruby red, and the other half is a perfect golden." Uh, and she says, uh, "You know, they take it. They do." a ceremony thing uh, and split it right down the middle. And then they look at, you know, the placement of the seeds and the shape and, you know, the all of that. And then they divine from that, like what the next season, what the year is going to hold so they can plan appropriately, you know, for like storing and all that stuff. I mean, and, and then what do they do with it? Right. I mean, after they do that, uh, well, then uh, they bury it back at the root of the tree uh, so that it, you know, feeds back into the tree and gives more strength for next year and more truth to the prophecy. Okay. 
Um, man, I really wish there was two apples, though. I mean, I know that that's not very helpful in this circumstance, but God Almighty, it would make things much easier for us if there were just Please. the two apples. I, I did want to pitch. I've been thinking about this, and maybe you guys, you know, you think about it, you let me know. Um, Maybe we could, and this is going to be tough, because the two of them do not trust each other or like each other at all. But maybe we could arrange something where, you know, they split the apple and then like the centaurs of the woods get to burn it. Right. That's, yeah. I, I was that's what I was thinking when I was asking you if they do their divining thing, split it in half, do the divining thing. And then we give it to our guys and they can burn it. And yeah, I mean, everybody's happy. Probably, probably the most straightforward win win. I mean, if we could talk our sides into it you know they like i said it might be a bit of a tough sell we'd probably have to get Malwin and arturus in the same uh in the same camp to talk about it and those two have not spoken in like 50 years mm. seems like we could heal this divide yeah i mean maybe in the long run it might be a good thing that there was just one apple. I mean, like I said, it's a long road, but I think that if if we, you know, work together, one apple literally split between the two sides. Yeah, I mean, I think some 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 third party arbitration is uh is called for here. Let's let's arrange a good old fashioned summit. Okay. Well, then you uh you talk to Malwin, I'll talk to Arturis, and we'll see what we can do. Let's do the old, uh, you tell them that they already agreed to do it, and I'll tell oh, them. Oh, that's good. Yeah. That's good yeah. stuff. Uh, I mean, I'll try. That didn't work on my parents when I was trying to go to a sleepover, but I'll see if I can convince these centaurs that that is what's happening. Okay. And I do realize we've just revealed the ruse to the uh, to the Master Fearbolg, so maybe go- No, wasn't a ruse. That's not a ruse. It's a- it is a ruse to say that they already right. agreed. I feel like in oh. the car. <laughs> <laughs> well, Master Fearbolg, maybe you can, um, you know, talk to the tree or, you know, do what you do to find out why- it's it's only sort of turning out half the, the product, right? I will talk with the tree. We can go talk to this Malwin person, right? Uh, I think that's a good plan. You don't have to lie to the tree, so uh, I see no problems. Uh, can, 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 can I have a little convo with Fitz before we sure, yeah. uh, actually yeah, talk it. to those? Uh, so... Now that you have established this plan, Rhodes and Mimi and Moon head back towards the centaurs of the valley. Um, you guys make your way back over, um, and, and as you're near the tents, uh, split off so that the Fearbolg might go interrogate a tree. Um, and uh, Fitzroy and uh, Argo, you guys are now on your own, uh, leaving Fearbolg behind and moving towards Deanna. Scheme update? Quick scheme sidebar? Yes, the scheme sidebar. Uh, I'm taking my headphones off. Okay. Okay. Okay, so look, I think we can more or less straight up follow this plan up until the very last step. Right. And and then if I can I can substitute, I can use slide a hand and swap the 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 two halves of the apple 
for, you know, something else. Yeah, a sack and, of dirt or something of a similar well, weight. Well, I mean, don't you have something that'll go fetch things? Um, could, could you not send your bird to go fetch another apple or something? Mine and Leon's relationship is just sort of in its uh, infancy, and so I, I haven't really dialed it in that much. I can say, like, hey, go get me an apple, and then maybe he'll bring me back, like, a rock or um, some worms. Uh, maybe an apple, but it might be a green apple. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's, it, he, yeah. he, it's, it's unreliable. I, do, I can do this, and I uh, use Mage Hand, just, like, pick a stick up off the ground. So, like, I could do, like, a, you know, wait for the fire to get roaring and then, you know, snatch it out of there at the last... We have lots of ways to do a trick here. Okay. I guess also we could just go and dig up the other half of the apple, so... Yeah, but it I, sounds like what's-his-name needs a whole apple, right? I mean, one of us has glue. Uh. I mean, that's nothing, but... It could work. Did he, did, uh, Travis, I'm now asking you, did Higglemas yeah. say, like, he needs the apple the untouched? Apple. Yeah, right. the whole apple. All he but said was the that, whole apple. Does that mean we can bring him two halves of the apple glued together? <laughs> or just I mean, the two halves of the apple? In, in the briefing of it, he did not specify that the, that the apple needs to be intact. So nah, I think it is safe to assume that, that he, he just needs all of it. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Okay, great. Wisdom of Solomon, baby. Let's get to chopping. You've reached uh, back to Deanna, and she says, Now, wait, where is the fear? Wait, where is the fear bog? He's... He talks to the trees. Okay. Sorry, Broadway reference. My bad. Is he's it? A, he's a, uh, yeah, he's sort of a tree specialist, so he's uh, doing a little bit of arboreal research, um... For you, for free. And that's a service we provide for free as a sort of sample um, ah. of what we're capable of. And she kind of gets the attention of the Sentinel, and the Sentinel goes to accompany the Fearbog. No one's allowed to go to the tree by themselves. Uh, and so, Fearbog, let's cut over there. The Sentinel has joined you, but is staying a slightly respectful distance away as you approach the tree. Oh, I should tell Justin to put his headphones back on. <laughs> and I'm back. Okay. Uh, so Deanna sent a sentinel over to join you as you approached uh, the tree. Uh, the sentinel is staying back, uh, you know, a respectful distance, but still close enough to make sure that you don't fuck with anything. Where am I? Where am I? What's, where am, I? am I by myself? Yes, at the tree. Okay. Um, I am going to start... With a nature check. Okay. And I'm going to, I got, I probably have to follow this up with some other ones because it's not necessarily my strong suit, but. Oh, 19. Pretty good. Dang. All right. Thank goodness. What do I, what do I, what, what can I divine about this tree? Uh, well, what you know about this tree is it is definitely not naturally occurring. In your sure. travels in the, the woods and forest, you've never seen an apple tree or, for that matter, any tree. Uh, like this. It seems like perhaps this was artificially created via magic, or uh, basically what you were able to divine is that at some point, uh, bef as for as long as people can remember, somebody created this tree uh, to mm -hmm. serve this purpose of create these apples, uh, you know, for these, maybe it's they were created for these herds or to do this, 
Uh, now, whether the centaurs found it after its original purpose was done or whether it was created for the centaurs, you have no way of knowing. Uh, but this is definitely, while it is a living tree, it was artificially created for the purpose of growing these apples. Okay. okay. Is there... Are there any, like, um, bugs on the tree, or is it, like, pretty clean? It is uh, clean. It is, uh, you would say, abnormally pristine. Once again, it looks very much like, um, almost like you said to someone, draw a tree without looking at it. And so they drew, like, a tree with no reference and nothing like that. So there's not a, there's not nearly enough like color variance in it. There's not nearly enough like dirt or moss or detail okay. or anything. Um, I'm gonna do. I'm also gonna do an Arcana check to see if I know about, about any sort of like magic that would make this sort of thing. And that is a <laughs> two plus. Doesn't matter. Three. You don't know five. shit about shit. It definitely, I will say this, um, this does not, it, it does, it does not, uh, immediately come to mind any kind of school of magic that you've experienced that, that has this kind of impact. It does not seem like, you can't look at it and say like, oh, this is illusory, or this is transmutation. This is, it is not a familiar kind of magic to you. Okay. Um... Uh, one other thing, I'm going to do an investigation check, like, around the roots, and just to see if anything looks weird. Uh, and that check is a, god, it's a two plus zero. Nothing looks weird. Nothing looks weird. Nothing looks weird. Just roots. Just roots. Okay, uh, I... I believe that concludes my <laughs> really flexing the little gray cells. Ah, uh, yeah. hey, what, J- Justin, Justin, Justin. Yeah, would you say that that investigation was fruitless? Mm. I guess I would, Trav. I guess I would. Oh, that's good. Trav. But then I'd be so mad at myself that I'd quit podcasting forever. Fair enough. <laughs> and I'd retire into obscurity. Um, and so back at the camp, uh, Deanna has led. Uh, Argo and Fitz to the tent and says, this is where resides Malwin the Strong. Enter and converse with her. And she draws back the tent, the tent flap. Step inside. Yeah. When you enter, the tent is warm aglow. And it has, I would say, a pleasant, earthy aroma, right? It's very hearty, right? But strong, it's pleasant. It smells good. You know, when you, like, walk into a barn, but, like, a good, clean barn. It's pleasant, is what I'm saying. A good barn. Hashtag good barn. And when you enter, you see that a table is laid out uh, with some snacks, a a tea service, um, and you see Malwin the Strong standing at the table, uh, enjoying a tea service, and uh, seated across from them with their back to you, it appears to be an elven woman uh, with autumn red hair. And Mowen sees you and says, Ah, come in. Welcome, adventurers. And I believe you already know my guest. Uh, she showed up shortly before you did, uh, Althea. 
And Althea Song turns and sees you and says, Ah, Fitzroy, Argo, it is good to see you. Yep. Oh, good is the word I would use also. To see um, you? Yep. Yeah. Surprising? That's another word? Big one. Big surprise. Well, I, 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 thought, I thought that as part of my, you know, responsibilities of observing uh, things at the school, I might uh, come, and since, you know, we'd already established a bit of a rapport, come and observe a real-world assignment in, in action. Now, don't don't mind me. And she smiles. I'm just here to watch and listen. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported. Um, now here's... Oh, sorry. Give me one second. I need to go pick up my Invisalign retainer, but they're only open until 2. Anywho, Damn it. Yeah. And then they won't be open again until Thursday. Okay. Your Ugh. life is hard. Well, I haven't had that Invisalign retainer for five weeks, and my teeth oh, your teeth like are going to be fucked up, son. Yeah, oh my god, that's going to hurt. Is this is that thing you just said in the show or not in the show? No, it's cut. Oh darn. Okay, I had a really good joke. Okay, can I just tell you guys my joke? Yeah, and then yeah. Just remember it. Um, uh, I, 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 I think um that you, if you have to stop playing D and D to go pick up your retainer, you actually regain your virginity. It, <laughs> <laughs> You're a new. Oh, Trav, you should leave that in. That's a funny slam. 